Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 121. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? As I'm recording this, it's a beautiful sunny day. We've been so lucky with the weather and I am so, so grateful for having nice weather. I have to say it really does make a difference to my mood. So I am very grateful for the sun shining today and I hope the day that you're listening to this, the sun is shining too and I hope you're having a good day. Okay, so I want to talk today about something that I love. So when I started in marketing about 16-ish years ago, I did, well, basically over those 16 years, I have done so much marketing. There is probably not much I haven't done. The one thing I haven't done hands-on is TV advertising. We, I used to work for Land Rover, as you may have heard me say before, And I worked next to the people who did the TV advertising, but I didn't do it myself. But other than that, I've pretty much done everything and stuff that is no longer around. I used to do fax marketing. We used to do a lot of postal marketing, whereas some of these things obviously we're not using now. And then some of the things I use today, I had to learn like everybody else because they weren't in my degree 16 years ago. So for me, as you know, it's a passion. I love every every minute of marketing and I eat, sleep and breathe this stuff. But in the last few years, I've been very honoured to work with lots of business owners in a particular area which I love. And I want to dedicate today's episode all to that area. 
So I want to talk to you about launching. Now, I have been very lucky over the years, like I said, to work with some amazing entrepreneurs and business owners to help them launch their online products and services. And I have done many, many, many launches, including many launches of my own. And I have also spent a long time learning about them and buying courses and attending conferences and even doing a certification with lead pages in conversion marketing. So I know what I'm talking about in this in this sector. And having done it for myself and for clients, it really has helped me fully understand the process and see what works and what doesn't. And what are some of those secrets behind a successful launch? Why is it that some do really well and others not so well? So today I want to talk you through the wider launch process. Now, I want you to know that if you are not selling an online product, if you don't have a course or a membership, I don't want you to skip over this episode and think this is not for you. This is for sure going to give you something, even if you don't have those online products. But if you do have an online product, then this is going to be music to your ears, because I am literally going to talk you through all the different steps involved and some of the key things that make the real difference in terms of the success of that launch. And you know what? You know me. I don't lie. I don't tell you some BS. I come straight out and tell you the truth. So you're going to get a very honest look at launching and what honestly makes the launch a success and what doesn't. Now, what I'm going to be talking to you about today is quite a process. So that's the first thing I want to quickly address. This is not a two minute job. This is not a, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to do a quick launch. Now you can do it that way, but that's one of the reasons it's probably not successful because there are lots of moving pieces in launching. And the one analogy that I like to use is it's like baking a cake. When you bake a cake, and this is the reason I am not a very good baker, other than the fact I'm celiac and can't eat wheat, other than when you bake a cake, you really have to follow the rules and ingredients. You can't go rogue. You can't throw some extra flour in or substitute eggs for something else. You've got to really follow the steps and the process and making one tiny change or moving the goalpost in one place or adding too much or too less or doing something different is going to have a huge impact on the result of that cake or that baking at the end. And that's how I want you to envisage the launch process. There are many moving parts in this, and at any point, any one of these parts can affect the whole launch. So I want to talk you through the whole launch in in its entirety, but also I want you to know that actually when I worked with people, when people are in the academy and they're launching, or they're on my 90-day program and we're working together on a launch, the the moving parts, there's a lot more to each single moving part. And therefore there's a lot deeper that we would go. But at the moment for this episode, I'm going, I'm looking at the bigger picture. But if I was to talk to you about one specific area, there's a lot I could go deep in. But like I said, at the moment, I just want you to see it like that. The other thing I want you to know about this episode is I have put together a download where I talk you step by step through this process. Now, in all honesty, because I'm very honest, this download doesn't exist at this point. I'm going to do this episode. And by the time you are listening to me say this in your ears, the download will be done. And you can go to teresaheathwearing.com forward slash launch. So 
TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash launch and you can get your own step-by-step launch process and you can follow that through. Okay, so we're going to break it up into four different parts. We're going to break it up into the pre-pre-launch or the warm-up phase. Then we're going to look at the pre-launch. Then we're going to look at the launch and then we're going to look at post-launch. So let's start with the pre-pre-launch, the warm-up phase. Now, this is the bit that most people do not give enough time to, and this can have a huge impact on the success of any launch going forward. Because you know what happens? People like the idea of having an online business. They like the idea of selling a course over and over and over or having a membership where lots of people can join. It's this whole going from a one-to-one to to a one-to-many type business. And don't get me wrong, I love it. And this is what I'm doing. This is what I have wanted to do for a long time. This is what I am putting my time and effort into. And this is what ultimately I want going forward in the long run, a big, massive membership with lots and lots of amazing business owners in there that I can help. So I want you to know that often these tools or these strategies in terms of having these types of businesses, people see as a quick win. I am telling you now, straight up, this is not a quick win. This is hard work. This takes time. And I know you're not going to want to hear that. And I know you're going to think, no, there must be a cheat. I'm sure someone said I can launch without a list and I can launch like this and I can do this and I can do that. I promise you, you are going to have to work hard at this. And this is not a quick win easy way to make money. So that's the first thing I want to say about this. So the the warm-up phase is really the bit that most people are probably not hand on heart consistently doing enough or long enough before they start deciding to actually sell that online product. So in this warm-up phase, this consists of creating consistent content Yeah, I know. Boring, boring, boring. Teresa, stop going on about it. But Teresa is on episode 121 of the podcast. I am practicing what I preach. I am teaching you from what I know works and consistently showing up in your ears week after week after week after week. Honestly, that is a massive part of the success of my business. So consistent content is a must because how am I going to see you? What? How am I going to know you know what you're talking about? How am I going to engage with you on a regular basis if you're not putting that consistent content out? So that's kind of the first step because you need to be known for your product or service. Now, I've got a little story to tell you about. Like I said, I've dealt with lots of businesses, had lots of conversations about launching. And there was a very lovely lady who came to me because she'd been advised by someone else just to launch, just get it out there. Because you know, one thing that holds us back from launching, I'm going, I'm digressing now, I'm sorry but it's fear. And that's what held me back. And I've done an episode on fear before. I'll link to it in the show notes. But fear held me back from launching. Now, I had the consistent content. I had the list. I had all these other various things, but I didn't launch because I was scared. I was scared that no one would buy. I was scared that people wouldn't like it. I was scared that people would go, you're wrong. So I didn't launch, right? So I get it. So I know that this person who gave this lovely lady some advice was saying just launch for the fact of get over the fear aspect of it. And I totally, totally get that. However, I need to explain the situation this lady was in. This lady had had a successful business in one 
distinct area, let's say finance. So she would have done something in finance. She was helping people financially. She was probably doing one-to-one work. And she decided that she wanted an online business. And she decided that she wanted to pivot. So then let's say she wanted to teach yoga online. I'm making this up for the benefit of this. This is a real woman, but I'm uh, protecting her by not telling you what her businesses were. So let's say she literally decided that actually she didn't want to do finance online. She didn't want to do an online program for finance. She wanted to do an online program for yoga. And she knew she that might have been a passion for hers for years. She knew what she was talking about, but she'd never told anybody. She'd never come out and gone, do you know I'm a bit of a yoga expert or I love yoga or I'm good at it? She had literally only ever been known for finance. So she went to this expert and this person was and is seen as an expert. And this person said, just launch, just get out there and launch the the yoga course or the yoga membership or whatever it was. And she was nervous about this. So she asked if she could have a chat with me. We were in the same group. Um, so we were both being educated by this person. And she came to me and I said, with, with all due respect to this person who's teaching us, I don't think this is a good time for you to launch because no one even knows you can do this. You have no history or no content out there that tells me you are good at this or you know this stuff. I do not, you are not some synonymous, is that a word? I've just said that right. Uh, synonymous with this subject. When I think of you, I think of finance. So actually, this is going to be an incredibly difficult sell. And then what happens is, she goes ahead and launches and gets like one or two people in there. And in all truth, the chances are those one or two people could have been friends. They could have been someone that knew her because she's done something for them in the past and they happen to like the same thing. And this lovely lady did the launch and it didn't go down, obviously, as she wanted it. And then she pivoted again because she thought, oh, well, this obviously isn't a market. There's no market for this. I'm going to pivot again. And now let's say she pivoted over to the food industry and was going to teach people to do cookery because that was another passion. And then she was told to launch again. And it's like, no, 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 that is enough. You have got to be known in your industry to be able to sell a product or service. I don't know of any business out there that I can think of, any single person that sells a course or a membership or anything online, coaching program that has not done that thing for a very long time and is not well known for it. So if you are brand new to your industry, I am sorry, and you're not going to want to hear it, but you've got some groundwork to do. And that groundwork takes time. And we're talking months and months. We're not talking weeks. You know, I've been in marketing for 16 years. I'm not saying 16 years, but I've been doing the online marketing stuff for a good few years. I've been teaching social media for six years. So this isn't a something or nothing I've just picked up. This is something that I do every single day, day in, day in, day out. And like I said, the podcast is now, you know, 121 episodes old and I've been consistently doing that every single week. So like I said, I know you don't want to hear it, but consistent content is key. The next thing you're going to have to do, and I want you to do it from day one. I want you to imagine if you were sat here starting a business and I'm telling you now how to start, I want you to start building that email list. That email list is so, so important. 
So within the email list building phase, you've got things like lead magnets. And I've talked about lead magnets lots of different times. You've got things like landing pages. So you need someone to go to a landing page to want to opt in to your lead magnet. And the lead magnet is some information about you and what you do in terms of your, you know, whatever the product and services you're going to sell. So obviously mine is always about marketing in some way or another. And you want people to go there and download that lead magnet or opt into that PDF or get that workbook or that check sheet or whatever. So that is just as crucial. And then the next bit is you need to love them and you need to keep showing up. So even once you've got them on your list, even once they are con you know, consuming your content, you need to find other ways to love them and show up in their world. So if you are on my email list, you will know that I send an email every Wednesday and I try and add some value. I might try and make you laugh. I might try and make you think. I might help you with the business aspects of things. But basically every Wednesday, I'm going to turn up in your inbox and say hello. And then I try and appear in lots of other places. So I get on other people's podcasts. I speak at events. I put stuff on social media saying, look, I've just done this or here I am or, you know, or I do live stuff or I show up in the academy. So I'm trying to do things where I am showing up all the time. So especially on social media, that's probably the, the one main place I'm showing up. So not only am I saying, here's my email list, here's my podcast, but here's something else on social media that might, that might help. Here's something that you may not know. Here's something that might support you. So I'm trying to appear as frequently without irritating you as possible. So that's the thing I want you to think about. Those things are really, really important. And honestly, there's no end of time that you could spend putting into that and it will be worth every single second because you need to be able to get known for your thing because otherwise it's going to be so hard when you come to sell it. Okay, so let's say you are known for your thing and you've done everything I said and you've built up this lovely audience who love you and want to hear from you. So now we're talking about the actual launch. So when you are ready to sell something. So obviously the one thing we're not going to get into here is the product or service that you're selling. So whether it be a course or a coaching program or a membership, whatever that is, obviously you need to have a think about that, but we're going to talk about the launch of it. So in the pre-launch, what we're going to be looking at here is how are you going to launch it? Now, some of the most popular ways to launch an online product are through masterclasses, webinars, live videos, or maybe challenges. And the two ways that I've used most often are challenges and webinars. I love a webinar. And the reason I love doing webinars and challenges and, and actually teaching people and helping people is because that's what they get in my paid programs. That's what they get in the academy, that's what they get in the 90 day program. So for me, those ways are great ways to demonstrate what they'll get, because if they enjoy a one hour masterclass with me, they're going to love what's in the academy. If they like the sort of motivation of a challenge, then the 90 day program might be perfect for them. So like I said, these are the two kind of main ways in which I do it, but there are ways you can launch with lives and wait lists and various other things. But I'm going to talk the process as if we're doing a challenge or a webinar. So the first thing you're going to need to do is obviously plan that challenge or webinar 
and work backwards. Now, the day that you do the challenge or end the challenge or the day that you do the webinar is the day that you open the cart. And that's the day that you start selling. So you need to plan backwards from that point. So I like to give myself or I like to give myself the opportunity at least two weeks to promote the thing that I'm doing to launch. Now, I won't talk about the launch necessarily. I might say something's coming. I might say, you know, this is leading up to something brilliant or whatever, but I, I'm focused on the thing I'm doing. So whether it's the webinar or a challenge, it's focusing on the thing that you're doing in order to try and get people in to, to tell them about the launch. So I want at least two weeks promotion. So in, in an ideal world, I'm probably planning this out at least six weeks in advance before promotion only because there's a lot of work to do. And I think everybody I've ever worked with has maybe underestimated the amount of work there is. So things like you've got to plan that challenge or that webinar. Now, the challenge for me consisted of five videos, five emails every day, workbooks, lives, Facebook group. So that in itself, that was a lot of work before I do anything else. For the webinar, I needed to obviously know what I was going to be teaching on it. I needed to perhaps not necessarily have the webinar complete and the presentation done, but I need to have a really good idea about what that would be. Then I need to write my emails and think about my process. So when you start promoting the thing that you're going to do, and I'm going to just say webinar from now on, but you know what I mean. So when you start promoting the webinar, there are some different email systems you need to think about. So one email sort of process or sequence that you need is how do you actually get people to join the webinar? So where are we going to promote that for starters? And then what emails are we going to send to get people on? Just because someone's on your email list already, you know, they are the primest and warmest people to get onto a webinar. So how many emails are you going to send them? What are you going to say in them? How are you going to get them to sign up? And this normally looks like two or three emails, at least for me. Then once they've signed up to the webinar, how do you get them to turn up live? How do you make sure they attend the webinar live with you? Because for me, there's two reasons why you want them live. One, because it's easier to have that conversation while they're sat there paying attention and sell whatever it is you're selling. But two, and actually the reason I love most is because they get to ask me questions and that's where I get to show them that I know what I'm talking about because I love nothing more than being put on the spot. And believe me, I have been put on the spot a number of times in terms of coming up with ideas quickly about their particular industry or their business. So that's what, that's what I would encourage that you want them to turn up live. So therefore I need a number of emails that get sent automatically once they've registered in order for them to actually, or encourage them to turn up live. The other thing you're going to need is you're going to need another landing page because you're going to need somewhere they can sign up for the challenge or the webinar or whatever it is. You're going to need a thank you page. You're going to then have that sequence afterwards that says straight away, send them the details two days later, send them a reminder two days before, say it's two days to go or whatever it is. So that in itself is like I said, that's a process. Then obviously other promotions. So Facebook ads is a great one to do promotions. So I often use them for webinars and challenges. I would put it on social media. So I have a load of social media posts that go out. You might want to change your cover image on your, on your social media profiles, like your Twitter or your Facebook. 
So there's lots of different things. If I'm obviously if I've got a podcast or you've got a blog or you're doing a vlog, if I'm planning ahead, then I can get it into the episode. Sometimes I don't give myself a big enough window and I can't get it into an episode and I miss a chance because you guys listening to me talk is a really big way in order to get you on to come and join me for something. So like I said, there's lots and lots going on in that process, but it's mainly focused or it's entirely focused, sorry, on trying to get them to come to the webinar or the challenge. So for those two weeks running up to the webinar, the only thing you talk about is the webinar. Then, so this is the the runway up to it, okay? Also for the webinar, you've got things like workbooks. I always have a workbook on mine. I always have a, if you stay till the end, bonus. So I need to get sure what that is. But then at the webinar, I'm going to then sell the thing that I am then obviously selling. So this is the actual launch process itself. So A, you've got to be really comfortable with knowing how to sell that thing on the webinar. That's one thing. But let's just go back a step and talk about the item that you're selling. There's some really big considerations that you need to think about before launch day about the actual thing. Now, like I said, I'm not going to go into whether it's a membership or a coaching program or whatever, but you need to consider your price point. And I don't just mean generally what you're going to charge, but I mean, are you going to offer an early bird rate? You should offer an early bird rate or a a discounted rate for people to buy straight away, especially if it's your first ever launch. How would you imagine that pricing going up in the future? How do you want it to go up? Do you do a payment plan? Do you do a monthly? So I have a monthly and an annual and the annual is cheaper than the monthly. Do you offer any discount codes? Do you offer certain people who have maybe done something with you before a different price to those who haven't? So you need to have a think about all that from a pricing point of view. The other thing you need to think about is, is it open cart or closed cart? So what do I mean by that? So when you open your membership or your course or your online coaching program, whatever it might be, when you open it, are you then going to have a day that it shuts and no one can join? Now, there is a really strong reason why people do this, and it's the fear of missing out. So having a day where they have to make a decision is a really, really good way of getting people to join. However, my membership is open all the time because of the fact that I like the idea that You might be sat there thinking last week it wasn't right and suddenly something just dawned on you this week that you think, actually, I really need this help and therefore you might want to join. So if it's an open cart scenario like mine is, how do I keep that momentum going throughout the whole year? Because when you do an open and closed cart, it's super easy to basically open it, go, yeah, 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 rah about it for like five days, close it, not have to talk about it, and then do the same again. So you want to think about that. What will it be? What do your audience need it to be? How do you want it to be? Now, when I first opened the Academy, I did close the car and I closed it for a good reason because the Academy was new. I wanted to test it out. No one had gone in there and tested these things out. And I wanted to make sure the members were happy, things worked. I could get to grips with what was what. And I didn't want to be focusing on selling while I was doing that. So I decided to close the cart. But then when I reopened it a few months later, I kept it open. So again, that's something to think about. The other thing to think about is your sales page. Now, this is so important. I can't tell you. I've just redone my sales page for the Academy. 
And it took me about a day and a half to redo it. And bearing in mind, I knew a lot of the content anyway, and it still took me that long. Now, granted, I wanted it to look very nice, and it does look very nice. If you haven't seen it, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash academy. But you will see, and in fact, I really do want you to go and have a look at it if you want to sell an online product. You will see it's a long sales page, and it follows a very specific process. It hits very specific points and talks to you in a very specific way. So the sales page itself is a really big thing. This is why the runway of, say, six weeks before you even start promoting the webinar is really important because this is where you do this work. So the sales page, like I said, really, really crucial, really important. Now, there is a download on my website about sales pages and the things you need to include. But also for those of you in the academy, there is a whole course that is like, to be fair, I should sell it as a standalone course anyway, because it goes into every single section of the sales page, what you should do, how you should write it with example text and examples of other sales pages. So that's a great course in the academy if you are looking to put together your sales page. Okay, so then when you launch and go, yay, look everybody, here it is. Like I said, you've got, here's my sales page, go to the sales page. You've obviously got a checkout page where they put their card details in. And from that, you're then going to go to a thank you page. Once they've actually signed up, how are you going to onboard them? What emails are they going to get to go? Yes, you are in. You have got a mem- you're in the membership. You're in, you've got the course, whatever it is. And there's a few things you want to address in those first few emails because people are going to have a lot of questions. They're then going to go through buyer's remorse, which is they've paid for it and a day later they think, oh God, should I have done that? Which we do sometimes, especially if it's a big item. If you are trying to sell a course that's one, two thousand dollars or pounds, that is a real risk for buyer's remorse. On the sales page, you're going to have whether you've got a guarantee or not. What is your money back? What if I do turn around a day later going, oh gosh, I didn't, I didn't really mean to buy this and I need to give my money back. What's your process with that? So again, that's something to think about. The other thing in the emails is how can you encourage them and what can you give them in the first few days to really make them happy that they've made the right decision? Also, what process have you got for a new member? So we have a process of, have we put them in the Facebook group? Have we said hello to them? Have we sent them their welcome card? You know, do we need to make sure they've logged in after so many days and and how they're getting on with that? So you're going to have some kind of process, which if you've got a team, great, they can help with that. So that's the bit about if they're buying straight off the webinar, if they've jumped on the sales page and bought. But what about those people who didn't turn up to the webinar or didn't sign up to the webinar? How are you going to get them to know that you've launched this thing? So you're going to have a series of sales emails not only sales emails that go to, and this is where it starts to get a little bit tricky, but believe me, I've done this a lot of time. It sounds tricky. It's fine when you know the process. So if you're doing a webinar, you're going to have people that signed up for the webinar that didn't turn up. You're going to have people that signed up for the webinar and did turn up, but didn't buy. And then you're going to have people that didn't sign up for the webinar and obviously didn't turn up because they didn't sign up. So the emails that I send after a webinar are three different sorts. So webinar people that turned up but didn't buy, they get an email that basically says, thank you for attending. I loved having you there. 
here's the replay. Let me remind you again why you need to buy, join, whatever it is, okay? So that's the one email. So, because they know this thing exists because they came on the webinar. For the people who signed up but didn't come on the webinar, you want to give them the replay. You need to focus on the replay in terms of, it's great, we had brilliant feedback, I share with you X, Y, Z, in order for them to try and watch the replay. And then a third of the email will be, listen, and I gave this amazing offer, you don't want to miss it. So you can talk about the offer in that email. And then you've got the people who didn't sign up for the webinar at all, which is fine. Doesn't mean they don't want to buy, just means that it didn't fit, it wasn't for them, whatever. So then you're going to have a sales email that you send to the rest of your list, an email that says to everyone, hey, everyone, look at what I've just done. I've just launched this amazing thing and this is why you want to buy it. And then the number of emails you send will depend on how long you leave the cart open, how long your discounted rate is, what your rates are, is there a fast acting bonus? So that bit is a little bit fluid and I would need to know a bit more in order to advise on that. But basically you're going to have at least three sales emails and you want a cutoff point for some reason, whether that cutoff point is a, the cart is closing or whether it's a, the price is going up. You need something to kind of draw a line at it. Okay. So that's your launch process. That's that bit when you're doing it. So then with your post launch, you've got a few options here. So obviously one thing you need to think about is why didn't some of those people buy? So why did they sign up for the webinar, watch the webinar and didn't buy in the end? Have you, you know, is, is there some miscommunication there? Did they not understand it? So for the people who didn't buy, following up with some kind of survey could be really, really good, could be helpful to understand, especially if it's a brand new product. I didn't do this when I launched. I wish I had. But getting some kind of feedback from those people is really, really helpful. If you're closing the cart, then your post launch is going to be really focused on the people in the membership or the course or whatever it is. What can you give them? How can you love them? What do you need to do? Make sure you give them those follow-up emails. Make sure they're in the Facebook group. If there's a Facebook group, explain to them how things work. I've just had a, a an influx of some new members. So I'm going to do a live that isn't planned. I've told them I'm going to do it, but it's not a scheduled live where I just talk them back through how all of it works, how they get to be on a coaching call with me, where they get to ask the questions, how I support them, where the courses are. So you want to be thinking about how you can support those members. And this is why I quite like the fact of drawing a line and maybe closing a cart, because sometimes I feel like people are always desperate to keep selling and keep getting more people in and they forget the people who are in there. They forget to love the members they've already got, or they forget to love the people who've already paid them something. So I really like the idea of focusing on them for a bit. I send them cards as well, welcome cards. They take ages, but I don't mind the fact that they take ages because it's important for them to know I really value what they did. Okay, so then it's about thinking retention and relaunch. So once you have closed the car or put the price up or whatever it is you've done, what's next? How do you keep those people in the membership or coaching program if it's an ongoing payment thing? Or how do you keep them active in the group or whatever it might be? And then when do you relaunch and how do you do that? And that's very much about reviewing what's happened and looking at every single step. 
looking at the results of the landing pages, looking at the results of the ads. Oh, one thing I should have said actually in launch is during that launch period, which is hard to say how long it'll be, because like I said, it could be five days, could be two weeks, could be 48 hours. I've seen it very short, but could be. You can do Facebook ads, you can do remarketing ads. So people who have landed on the page but didn't buy, you can remarket to them to go, why not in the nicest way? So like I said, I forgot to mention that bit, but in the post, you're going to be thinking about how to relaunch again and what to do. So you want to go back and review all those different things. Did the landing page convert well? Did people open the emails? If they opened the emails, did they click? If they clicked, did they buy? So now is the time to use all these clever systems that we've been using and really take a look at what's been happening with your launch process. So as I've said, it's long. There are lots of different steps to it. And I can do an entire podcast episode just on creating a landing page. And there are many different landing pages that you can do as part of this process. I can do a process or a whole podcast on the process of an email to get people onto a webinar, what you should say on the webinar, how you should structure your sales page. Like I said, this is not a two minute job, but I promise you, if you have got the drive and desire to have this online business and you are not thinking you're going to get rich quick, then it can absolutely be the most wonderful thing. I love my academy. I love working with the different businesses in there and the different business owners. I love the fact that I know about them and their business and we get to go on coaching calls and I get to help them. I love that business that I've built for myself, but it took this work and I did it. And I have members and that's great. And I will keep building on what I've done. But I wanted to talk to you about that because like I said, this is a, a huge passion of mine launching, but also a passion because so many people do it, think they've got a terrible product because no one bought and actually it was down to the launch or down to the timing or down to the sales page or down to the method they use to launch it. So I just want you to be aware that there are lots of different things. Now, if you want help with your launch, if you want to work with me, then you can do that in two ways. You can look at the 90-day program or you can look at the academy. Both different things, but do two different ways that you can work with me. So do go check them out if you want some help with this launch. Like I said, I've got some amazing courses in the academy already about sales pages and landing pages and lead magnets and email list building. So I know there is stuff there that is going to help you. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this. Do go get that download, which I haven't done yet, but will be by the time you hear this. Thereseeheathwearing.com forward slash launch. And I will see you guys for an interview next week. Until then, take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 